0: Good day to you ladies and gentlemen, this is the Relationship Center podcast on the Edify Podcast Network. My name is Ernest Wamboye and I'm glad you've tuned in and I hope that you're loving the series that we're doing on the book of Philippians. We've covered verse 1 to verse 10 uh, to verse 11 brother. and today we're going to pick up from verse 12 and I pray that these two will bless you. This is what the Bible says and uh, this is a book that I've memorized and I want to commit the whole book into memory. I'm still I've still not completed it, but I'm done with chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, most of it. And so I want to have all of it, up to chapter 4, committed to my mind that it may purify me, edify me, that it may may help me in my sanctification, and that it may help me love God's people more. The Bible goes on to say, uh, I'm going to quote it from Philippians chapter 1. It says, chapter 1 from verse 1, Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, and I'm quoting from the NIV 1984 version. To all the saints in Christ Jesus at Philippi, together with the overseers and deacons, grace and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy. Because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that you began a good work in you, will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you since I have you in my heart. For whether I'm in chains or defending of, or, or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ, to the glory and praise of God. Verse 12. Now I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear through the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. Because of my chains, most of the brothers in the Lord have been encouraged to speak the word of God more courageously and fearlessly. We'll stop there. So <clears throat> we got to verse 11, and I want to go to verse 12. And verse 12 says, Now I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. The question is, what has happened to Paul? What is this thing that has happened to Paul that is helping advance the gospel? So, one of the things that we know is that the book of Philippians is a prison epistle. What does that mean? That means that Paul is writing this book while he's in prison. Paul is, um, he's been incarcerated. Why has he been incarcerated? For preaching the gospel, for testifying about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, because of this, Paul falls in out of favor. He falls in the bad books of many men and women. They want him dead. Paul has been beaten. Paul has been uh, he's been he's, he's been tortured. He's been whipped bareback. He's bled. Paul has fallen out of grace with his former friends, the Pharisees. Uh, if he if he had a degree, the degree has been stripped away. If he had a doctorate, it's been taken away. Um, If he had any associations, they've disowned him. Paul has gone through a lot. Uh, The people now he has to be friends with are the people he once tried to kill. This is the church. Now he has to come to them and tell them, hey guys, I have no friends, please accept me. Now, some of the members of the church are like, ah, leave him alone, let him be without friends. Some of them don't believe he's the one who truly did all those things. But the Lord touches the hearts of the church and they accept him. They have him come in and when paul is taken in by the church <laughs> he he just happens to be our big gun <laughs> he ends up being our heavy hitter he ends up being our our our, our, our big our, our big weapon because he ends up writing so many letters in the new testament the new testament was largely written by paul even books that are debatable books like hebrews where we say oh we don't really know who the writer is the the writing style and uh and, and and the way it's been fleshed out, it's most likely it was Paul, but hey, we, we don't know, we'll find out when we get to heaven. But he he's contributed so much, his conversion brought gentiles to the kingdom of God. If you are not a Jew and you're listening to this, you have Paul the apostle to thank. You do have Paul the Apostle to thank. And he went through trials, tribulations. In fact, I remember when Paul um was 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 healed by Ananias, Ananias came and prayed for him and things like scale fell off the eyes of Paul and Jesus said to Ananias please go to the street called Straight and uh, there you'll find a man called Saul that time he was called Saul before he converted to Paul and uh, tell him that he must suffer many things for me (laughs) he must suffer many things for me so Paul Paul has been called to a life of suffering some of you think that you can never be called to a life of suffering yes you can for the glory of God uh, to do the work of God If doing the work of God will bring suffering, difficulty um, Yes um, You could be called to it So Paul was called to such a task And he has suffered And he's saying all these sufferings The stoning, the the, the failed attempts to kill him The being whipped The losing friends The uh, being in a new environment uh, Starting a new Being a new convert All these things I Have served to, to advance the gospel can you believe it? Paul actually says, everything that's happened to me, good and bad, has happened to advance the gospel. Even been imprisoned. He said it's good I've been imprisoned because the gospel has advanced. Um, this is wonderful because it, it makes us look at suffering in new light as Christians. Do we ever look at suffering in light of the gospel? In light of God's will? The answer is no. Many a Christian look at suffering in light of their will. <laughs> So people say, all these things I've suffered have done nothing for me. You don't look at suffering in light of God's will. I believe if we look at suffering in light of God's will, we become more and more like Paul the Apostle, and we become more like Jesus, we become become more godly. There's a maturity and a a process of, of, of sanctification that comes to us when we look at our pains and our sufferings, not in light of a credit to ourselves, but in light of a credit to God. Um, the Lord is just reminding me right now how um, <clears throat> I suffered. I, I'm currently on a medical boot um, as I'm recording this. I, I was playing football and I had an accident. I was running and I had a loud snap. It just sounded like, very loud. I huh? <laughs> uh, hope, hope that didn't pop your ears. And that loud pop uh, was even hard outside the football pitch. And the long and the short of it is that I tore my Achilles tendon into a full rupture. When I looked at the result of that, I mean, I didn't think it was a big thing. I thought I'd just go to hospital get some treatment. But I was told that, hey, if we don't do surgery, you will never walk again. And I was like, hold on a minute. Surgery? And I was told it's a common sports injury especially with basketballers and footballers. They even ensure their tendons. But um, I didn't expect a surgery. So surgery it was. And so I had to be hospitalized for three days. Now, during that time in hospital, uh, there was a certain lady who would come and bring me my lunch, my breakfast, my lunch, and my dinner. You know, she'd constantly come, constantly come. And one time, um, Pastor Tony Kiama had come to see me. Uh, in hospital. He he lives around the area where I was, and he came to see me, and he just came to console me and to check up on me. The Lord bless him for his kindness. And Pastor Tariqiyama said to this lady, praise the Lord. And the lady was very, <laughs> the lady was very awkward. She said, um, um I'm um, um, amen. And I noticed that, I quickly noticed that hesitance. And I asked the lady, um, do you know the Lord? Are you born again? I said, well, no. And I asked her, why not? And she said, oh, well, give some excuse. And what I did is that I asked her if she had some time and she said yes. And she, I shared the gospel with her. Right there with Pastor Tony Kiam. I shared the gospel. I told her that God is holy. I told her that she is sinful and that a holy God and a sinful man don't really make a good mixture because a holy God will destroy a sinful man. And that a sinful man is doomed to hell, where the fire does not burn, where the fire burns and does not die, where the worms don't die, where the worms eat you, the maggots eat you and do not die. And and I described what Jesus described as hell, and I told her, the reason the Son of God came is because he loves you. And he came to take up the wrath of God on that cross. The punishment that you deserve was absorbed by Jesus Christ so that you would live. They told her, this is the reason why Christ came that you would have life and life in abundance, that you'd submit to him, you'd repent. The lady was cut to the heart and she gave her life to Christ. I led her to Christ. And I remember afterward, the Lord convicting me and asking me, what if it was that this surgery you had to go through was for the lady to hear the gospel so that she would be in the kingdom of God, so that she would be your sister? What if it happened that uh, this lady was only able to hear the gospel from you and repent And get saved what if it was that I used you as a key would that injury be worth it and I thought about it and they said oh Lord for the price of a human soul it is worth it for these bodies will be left behind for the price of a human soul for the money that would spend on this surgery no amount of money can quantify the value of a human soul one more snatched from hell oh yes lord it is worth it let the lamb of god receive the reward of his sufferings and i ask myself is that true for every other area of suffering in my life and that says yes and no there are times i suffer and i don't think about the gospel i don't think about the kingdom of god i only think about myself i only think about what will happen for me to me what would happen to advance me what would happen to help me and it's it's selfish and Paul the Apostle is not thinking like that. Paul the Apostle is in, he's down deep. He's going through a very tough time, you know. And, and as he's going through this, Paul cannot help but just think of the gospel. Paul is in the doldrums. He's down in the doldrums. And he's not saying, oh my goodness. What about my investment scheme? What about my, what about the people? What, ab- what about my, oh, what will happen to me? What about me? What about the holiday I wanted to go to? No, Paul just said, wow, guys, look at me. I'm suffering, but guess what? The gospel is advancing. Yay! And I remember the Lord really helped me look at my pain in in a way that was mature. And they said, yes, Lord, I rejoice. And I remember that rejo- in that hospital, they said, Lord, I rejoice. I rejoice for the soul that has been saved. I rejoice. Lord, if my injury was to bring that soul to glory, I rejoice for using me as your vessel. If my injury was to bring that soul to paradise, oh, Lord, I rejoice. I rejoice for this injured foot. I rejoice for the surgery. I rejoice for the money that I'll spend. I rejoice, oh, Lord. Is that her attitude? Guess what? It is Paul's attitude. What has happened to me has really start to advance the gospel it goes on to say verse 13 as a result it has become clear through the whole palace guard and to everyone else that i'm in chains for christ now look at what has happened <laughs> paul has been arrested and now there's word going around someone has been arrested what's his name paul 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 who is that guy paul oh you know he was once known as Saul, and uh you know he used to kill christians what he used to do what he used to kill christians yes he used to kill them, he used to murder them, he used to slaughter them, he used to parade them. Wait, 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 wait just a minute. But right now, he's spreading the Christian message. Oh yeah, you know, there's a there's word that says that he actually met Jesus. Yeah, this Jesus they preach about, that Jesus appeared to him in a bright light on the way to Damascus, and there was a voice that was spoken. And by the way, there were witnesses. The witnesses there, they saw the light. I don't think they had the voice, but they saw the light. So something supernatural clearly happened there. And Paul is not saying these own things because there were witnesses there. And you know what? Uh, he converted. Stopped killing Christians, turned around, and started being their friends. And guess what now? He was their greatest enemy. Now he's their greatest champion. He's traversed. These guys had done Jerusalem and Judea and a bit of Samaria. Paul has done the ends of the earth with the gospel. The gospel has reached to places. Far in Asia, minor in Europe. Paul has traveled. He's gone to places. Oh my goodness. Their greatest enemy has now become the greatest champion. Could you believe it? So now this word is going around, guys. And the whole palace guard are talking about it. The the security guards are talking about it. There are times they say, well, is this is the this Paul? Wow, this is the Paul. And guess what? He used to do miracles? No. Miracles? Oh, yeah. I had one time that he took people's handkerchiefs, prayed for them, and they went out on the hill. This is, oh my goodness. You know, I've got a sick mother. Do you think I can do anything? Yeah, but you it's not really about the miracles, it's about this message, Jesus Christ. Jesus, Jesus, this Jesus? You know, that Hebrew prophet who died. Yes, I heard about him, man, and he used to do miracles. You've heard about him. So the palace guard is talking, guys. <laughs> the palace guard are talking. The palace god are talking about paul the apostle they're talking about his connection to jesus they're talking about what he's doing what is happening is that the gospel is being preached the gospel is not being preached through paul's mouth but through the mouth of rumors and 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 and, 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 and just word of mouth to the other let me not call them rumors because it's, it's a gospel it's not rumors rumors are often not true so It's passing on one to the other, one to the other, one to the other, one to the other. What is happening to those palace guards? That is the word of God they are speaking. At some point it will find room in their hearts and it will convict them of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. Oh, friends, that our suffering would bring glory to the Lamb of God. That the Lamb of God may receive the reward of his sufferings because of our suffering that our suffering would result in people talking more about the gospel many times our suffering results in people talking more about ourselves <laughs> look at him deserves it look at what he was doing after especially after that scandal i pray that you understand the connection between last week's lesson and this week's lesson because last week's lesson paul was talking about being blameless and pure and i believe that was paul and now look because he's blameless and pure when he's on the limelight the only thing that can be seen is christ and now, and now, note this: it's not only the whole palace guards that are speaking to everyone else. And what is the word? The Paul is in chains for Christ. So the palace guards most likely have wives, friends, so they live there. To go to the market. Hey, babe, do you want this guy called Paul? He's been arrested for saying that a man rose from the dead. Wait, what? Why would anyone want to be arrested for such a lie? well, I don't know, babe, unless it's true, unless this guy really rose from the dead. I mean, why would you risk your life for a lie? And I mean, he's not alone. There are other people. Remember those followers of Jesus Christ? Yes. Have they been arrested as well? Yeah, these guys are suffering, being beaten, being tortured, and they are not rescinding that Jesus rose from the dead. They are insisting Jesus Jesus rose from the dead. And they're saying they saw him, and they are witnesses. And they hear there are many witnesses. What is happening? The palace guards are not spreading the gospel to their families. Their wives are listening. I want you to imagine what happens when these people contemplate about those message, messages. One day, the wife will say, Lord Jesus, if you really rose from the dead, Jesus whom Paul preaches about, please reveal yourself to me. What do you think God will do to those prayers? He'll answer them, He'll reveal. So the gospel is spreading through the palace guard and it's now going to the wives of the palace guard, members, to the friends, they discussing it, even the children. And you can imagine one of the children go to school and said, hey, yesterday I heard mom and dad talk, see that there's a guy who rose from the dead. No, it's not possible. People can't. When you die, you die. I ah, no, but there's one guy who rose from the dead, who's Jesus. Yeah, me too. I had my daddy speak about him. Oh, really? Yeah, me, my dad is a Christian and he knows Jesus. What? It's really true. Yes, it's true. Jesus rose from the dead. He was a son of God. In fact, he's God. He came down and he died. And he kept saying sins. Oh, my goodness. What does that mean? That means when you die, you don't go to hell. Wait, what? Hell? Yeah, and you see, you're given eternal life when you die. You don't need to be afraid because you'll be with him. Oh my goodness. What can I do to be saved, children? The gospel is advancing. If you had a glimpse of how much your suffering was working for the good of the kingdom of God, you'd permit that suffering. Look what else the suffering is bringing about. Verse 14, because of my chains Most of the brothers in the Lord have been encouraged to speak the word of God more courageously and fearlessly. So other Christians see, wow, wait, Paul has suffered for Christ to the point of being arrested. What in the world am I doing? (laughs) They must be thinking, wow, no, that's some serious Christianity. That is some old school. That is some Jesus stuff. That's some Jesus juice. That you love Jesus to the point of being arrested? Well, I mean, I love Jesus, but would I really be arrested for him? Would I really die for him? Oh my goodness. No, I'm challenged. I need to speak about the word of God in the office. Speak about the word of God with my friends. Speak the word of God. Now, Paul's imprisonment has encouraged other Christians to speak the word of God more courageously and fearlessly. Why courageously and fearlessly? Because you're saying... Paul has been arrested, and it's not a big deal. Life moves on. Paul has been arrested, and guess what? The more important thing is life after death. What am I fighting for this life? Courage. Courage is contagious. Courage is contagious. Fear is contagious, but guess what also is contagious? Courage. And at times we need to be courage in the midst of persecution. We, we need to be bold in the midst of persecution so that we can encourage other men and women in the faith. At times we need to have Faith in the midst of our trials and tribulations so that we may inspire the courage of others. At times we need to be resilient in the midst of our sufferings so that we can kill the fear in other people. Some believers are afraid. They're full of fear. But when they see one brave soul stand from the very end, their fear will die. And they'll stand up boldly, courageously. Friends, this is what we've been called to do. May our sufferings compensate for the gospel. May our sufferings be worthwhile for the gospel. And may the Lamb of God receive the reward of his sufferings. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Relationship Center on the Edify Podcast Network. I'm glad you've joined in. My name is Ernest Bomboy, and For this and more great podcasts that will build your faith and inspire you, please head over to www.edify.app, that is E-D-I-F-I E-P-P, or you could search for the Edify app in the Google or Apple Play Store. See you next week.